0: Log Talk Radio. Hey,
1: this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of Battlebots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak,
2: senior astronomer at the SETI Institute.
1: Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I'm a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar.
2: This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the
1: Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Sullis. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreassen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Pruppis, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doomed, the untold story of Roger Cormans of Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts. founder of Plutonium I'm Jeremiah Bomex, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets.
2: And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, BlogTalkRadio.com. <laughs>
0: Deep within, the molten core of a dying star. Oh, that's hot! From the snow-capped mountaintops of Middle Earth. Earth orbiting above the Earth in a stolen alien spacecraft. The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Now, strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy! Emmy.
2: is Graveyard Shift Season 8 Episode 13, lucky number, or rather unlucky, I don't know, number 13, Open Lines Day. Also interviews. So you might be asking yourself, Emmy, what's the big deal? You always do open lines. Well, yes, I always do mention you could call in, but you know, I, I, I thought, let me attack this. Non participation thing by you guys a different way. So I kind of spoke to a lot of my colleagues in the radio business because they have this kind of similar format. Or no. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Can't talk about that right now. And they told me what I need to do is do just one, you know, episode where I feature open lines, because apparently you guys have this, you know, issue with your ears or something that you hear open lines and you think, oh, I'm going to call in, so Fin Lines Day, that means you guys, the ones I'm pointing at and the camera, if you can't see me because you're on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes or wherever it is, you listen to a speaker, Stitcher, I don't know, we're all over the place, then I am pointing at a camera that you can't see. You guys can call in right now when we're live and speak with me. Now, you don't have to use your real name. In fact, I always ask for just the first name and where you're calling from, you know, to protect your privacy. Because, I mean, honestly, how many people live in, like, uh, I don't know, Kentucky called Oswald, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh, Okay, so anyway, if you do happen to to call in... And you're, you can do that one of two different ways, okay? Actually, three ways. You can interact with me one of three ways. The first way is via instant messenger or chat. And the way you could do that is by going on Facebook, looking for our show page, the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, joining said talk show, which many of you have actually done. So bravo. Welcome to our new members. I, I won't say your names out loud because I don't know if you want me to do that. And you actually, while the show is going on, you can, you know, shoot me some uh, comments or whatever, you know, Emmy, you suck, Emmy, you're awesome, whatever. And I will maybe read them online. Who knows? Maybe I'll read them on the air. I don't know. That's one way. A second way you can interact is if you are one of our millions. Well, right now, let me see. Uh, About almost 100. No. Yeah. Almost thousands and thousands of viewers on bid chat, then you can actually bid See that little button right there. Guys, it says bid, bid. You can bid and talk with me. Now I know that there is a delay. Okay. And I I thought of a way around this. Now let's see if I can find a piece of paper here and I'm going to hold up a sign for our bid chat viewers. So that if they want to call in, they will know that I am not the one doing the delay. Because I actually looked into this. And apparently, it's something going on. Okay, so. I know there is a delay. please call bid in. Okay. There we go. How's that? How's that there, there? I know. Oh, oh, it won't let me show that on the camera. Okay. I know there is a delay. Please. Oh, there's like a coffee steak. I know there is a delay. Please call bid in. I'm going to leave this up there. <laughs> that doesn't have a delay because it's a piece of paper. All right. So anyway, that's one other way you can interact is by going on bid chat and bidding to Uh, interact with me. And the best part about that is that percentage of all donations made on Chat go to some fantastic charities. And what a better way to give back than to do that. Now, I know many of you have actually given outside of, you know, like you don't bid in, you actually donate outside of the show. Like you'll go to my profile. and And I really, really thank you for that because and the charities thank you. Because without you guys support, a lot of these charities just would not be functioning. You know, so one thank you very much always to everyone who gives to those charities. And so that's another way. The third way to interact with me, see how many different ways there are. No excuse here. Is if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard ship. This is one word, the graveyard ship. There should be a little button that says call in or Skype or whatever that you can actually just click on it and it'll dial and then it'll connect you with us just like a radio show. And then I'll screen you and you're on. And in fact, you've heard people uh, actually call in before to chat with me. So there you go. So you know, it's possible. So no excuses. (laughs) Um, And you might be asking, well, any, okay, fine. So you're having open lines. What do you want us to talk about? Actually, Honestly, I make it really easy, guys. The show, as you know, and for those of you who don't, the Graveyard Shift Talk Show covers a very wide variety of topics, okay? Uh, Geek, pop culture, movies, gaming, anime, comic books. Uh, You know, I do celebrity guest interviews when when they're available. Uh, I do special episodes where I go out and actually speak with somebody or feature a location or an event or something out in, out in Tampa and in the local area. And when I do that, I upload it to different, well, different places, not just two. I go to, I upload it on my Facebook page. And if you don't know, you can go to my face, you can add me as a friend for as long as I am able to accept friends. I think 5,000 is the limit. I'm, I'm almost there. Oh, it's kind of close. And you can add me as a friend and then you can see anytime I add a, uh, and, and you know what, actually, even when you, even when I get to the limit, you can still follow me and see all my videos. So anyway, whenever I do these special featured episodes, I upload them to my Facebook page. I also do that, and I also upload them to our YouTube channel, which I actually is we just started it not that long ago. And I'm not very keen on it, to be quite honest with you. But you know, we're gonna try to start getting into it and try to, you know, um, you know, get whatever busy with it. And um, anyway, there's that. So. Also, the other thing that we do is – or actually, I'm saying that wrong. Coming up this month, later this month, I'm going to do something pretty epic. I am going to be producing a very special investigative haunting episode, and I'm going to have a bunch of local crew and talent that are going to come with me, and we're going to go to a nearby haunted location. And trust me, there's a ton of them here in Tampa, Florida, okay? And we're just going to have some fun, you know. And some of you might be thinking, I mean, that's not exactly fun. I mean, people get, get traumatic experiences. You're right. And we're going to be very careful with this, okay? There, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think anyone has ever done a quote-unquote ghost hunting um, episode like this before. So we're going to see what happens. I mean, uh, anyone who goes on this is going to be well aware of the dangers involved both physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Um, You know, so we'll see what happens. I used to do this regularly when I, those of you that uh, used to, that have followed us since our, forgive me, I know I say this a lot, brick and mortar days, um, when we were at an actual radio station, you know, I did this regularly. And then I stopped because, you know, it kind of felt a little awkward and you know, I don't know, it felt weird for me to do that, but you know what, I've grown since then, I'm a little more mature, and I and I think to myself, you know what, I can do this. I can do this and be an adult, and it won't affect my spirituality, excuse me, a little spit take there, and it won't affect my ethics or my morals. I can just look at it as whatever I'm looking at, at it as, and just do it and, and go from there, and, and that's it. So, um, and you know, whatever happens, happens. And I just got to make sure, just like you do with any kind of investigation, I mean to make sure we're all protected and make sure that we don't get hurt in any way. And then that's it. And then when it's done, I'll upload it and you guys get to watch. Now, unfortunately, I wish I knew how to do this. And maybe one day I will have a better uh, system to do this with. But so far, I cannot share with you guys live videos that I've done or else I would love to do that I can do audio but I can't do video so unfortunately but one day I'm hoping to be able to do that and um anyway there you go so open lines are live right now I am going to be very surprised and shocked if we get even one person I was even shocked when we got that one guy that called that army ranger when we had the flat earth I love it. That was a great, great conversation. So if we even get one person, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked, surprised. I'm not expecting anybody to call because that's just the way you guys are sometimes, all the time. Whatever. But so call in, chat with me about some high strangeness, and I'm actually gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do my usual weird news stuff. But I'm actually gonna play for you some stuff that I was gonna play last time, and I, you know, I just the time ran away with me. I'm gonna play for you. Some very old historic clips from Art Bell when he was doing Coast to Coast. Now, normally, normally, this kind of stuff is kind of touch and go. You got to be careful because you're dealing with copyright infringement and stuff like that. But it just so happens I found out that with these particular clips, because of the way in which I am presenting them, I can get away with it. But as long as I don't do it on a regular basis and, you know – and, of course, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But I'm not doing that quite yet, but hang in there, because I know many of you are big fans of his. I know I am. All right. So, weird news of the day. What are we going to do?
1: The weird news of the day, too. for the beautiful, Oh, my
2: gosh. It's the weird news of the day. Okay. Which way are we going to do it? let so to do it to some ex-tenebris in the background. That's a by Daniel Edenfield, one of our awesome, awesome musicians that we uh, promote here on the Graveyard Ship. Okay, so first weird news of the day. Teen recreates La La Land opening scene for Emma Stone promposal. High school student in Arizona, of course, recreated the opening scene for the La La Land film to ask the film's lead actress, Emma Stone, to the prom. A 17-year-old named Jacob shared a video of the extravagant proposal to Twitter in hopes of attending his high school's prom alongside the Academy Award-winning actress. The teen sang his own rendition of Another Day of Sun, which he titled The Valley of the Sun, as he invited Stone to join the end-of-the-year dance at Arcadia High School in Phoenix on April 29th. The young man appealed to Stone by singing she would be returning to her home. Space. Now hold on. Because I said that wrong, I apologize. The young man appealed still by singing. Now she would be returning to her home state of Arizona and claiming, according to him, that her look his looks have drawn comparison to her co-star in the movie Ryan Gosling. And of course, the you know, while we our cars in the school's parking tour. Um, so anyway, I'm sure you can find it if you look it up. Just look up La La Land holds and I'm sure you can see it for yourself here. Speaking of cars and stopped cars and apparently police in Canada are seeking information regarding a stolen cell phone hour. Yeah, the ones used to support a cell phone booster and wireless internet. Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Manitoba shared a notice about the sixty-eight foot tower on Thursday, stating it had been stolen. On Sunday from Egg Lake, north of Winnipeg. Quotes from the police department were stating that say the tower was disassembled, loaded onto a trailer behind a red Dodge Dually truck. According to police, the truck was last Monday traveling east of Provincial Front Highway. Police said the thieves may have spent the night in the past in this area here. Now, request that any citizens with information about a truck or trailer transporting the tower materials contact the department. You know, and I'm I'm sitting here, I'm wondering to myself. How the hell have they not caught these people? I mean, <laughs> it's a flipping cell phone. Those things are huge. You guys have seen them. They're huge. They're humongous. And they, it's 68 feet tall. And, it, you know, the thing that's really funny about this is that they're giving so much detail about what the kind of truck it was and how they got it on there. So that means they saw them, this is, or they at least, maybe they assumed, let's just say they assumed that the thieves disassembled the tower and loaded it onto the trailer. But they know it was a red Dodge Duali truck, okay? And it was last seen Monday. Now, I don't There's no way this truck could have been driving that fast, okay? I don't, I mean, how hard is it to just, like, you know, make a barricade or something, you know? I don't know. There you go. You see a stolen cell phone tower and you're up in Canada, you know what to do. Call the police. And, you know, and and if you don't want to do that and you still, you know, all of you guys out there saying you can't find a job, well, I've got a job for you. I've got a job for you. You can go to a Chinese zoo (coughs) and make up some extra cash by promoting education. And, um, you know, all you have to do is (laughs) pay $145 for the privilege of cleaning up polar bear who? No, I'm not joking. The Wuhan Hai Chang Ocean Park in Hubei province is offering a service once a week to adult guests interested in spending three hours experiencing the life of a polar bear keeper. Now, the guests who must undergo health checks, attend a short training session prior to their shift, and, you know, most likely, you know, put their heads right smack dab in the scat. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. They're um, given opportunity to prepare food, uh, probably maybe seals and, you know, fish or whatever, and feed the bears. But their main duties will involve cleaning up the bear's scat. You know, um, <laughs> uh, one of the park spokespersons said the goal of the program is education. And um, the, the funny thing is, it's a pilot program to popularize science and knowledge of the animal for the public good, not for money. Uh, We actually don't want too many participants, as that would disturb me. And you know, I just can't imagine. You know, I mean, here, here comes, um, uh, you know, a person that wants to do this. And uh, yeah, polar bears just doing its business. Uh, Shit, he's like, yeah, dude, shit, that's what I'm doing. Speaking of things coming out of uh, animals behind, what is not coming out is on April the flipping giraffe. She's still pregnant. I mean, what in the hell is, when is this animal going to give birth? Now, the giraffe has become a, a viral sensation since February, when Animal Adventure Park in Harpersville, New York, launched a live stream on YouTube to let the world watch her give birth. Um, now, on Saturday morning, the live went off, well, on a Saturday morning, the live went on, i briefly because of an internet outage, leading to rumors that the pregnancy was an April Fool's Day joke. Which is not, you know, obviously. Well, she is still pregnant. Um, the giraffe will give birth. She will. This will happen, and I guarantee you, when it does, it's gonna be all over the damn internet, guys. It's forget it. Like if there's an airstrike, got you know, in Syria or whatever, that's not even. That's not even gonna be nothing. It's like, oh my God, the giraffe gave birth. Like that's gonna be. I- I'm telling you, mark my words. When this giraffe gives birth, no, there's no other news. Like, that's going to be the news, okay? Now, she's going to give birth. Let me tell you how it's going to happen. Standing in her stall, the calf will come out front of first, and it will start walking 30 minutes to an hour later, according to Animal Planet. The calf is expected to weigh about 150 pounds, and they're typically about six feet tall. Now, you know, you have to understand, people are, are wondering, you know, and I joke around about this, okay, about, oh, it's taking a long time. You know, listen, giraffe births, do take a long time. In fact, how long do giraffes stay in labor? I'm going to look it up for you right flipping now. Okay. how long as a giraffe in labor, I should have just, I, I done this earlier. So, um, basically, in the wild, a giraffe has to give birth very quickly. Because there's predators around, they can smell it. Um, And when they do give birth, it usually happens within 20 minutes, maybe 30. The baby usually, as you've heard, stands very quickly after that. And, you know, now, um, giraffes are pregnant, okay, for a period between 14 and 15 months, or 453 to 464 days, which is, what can you imagine that, Amy? That's unbelievable. 464 days of pregnancy. What would you do if you were pregnant that long? I mean, that's, that's unreal. Can you hear me? Giraffes are pregnant for 464 days. I mean, that's unreal. It's one of the longest gestation periods in the animal kingdom, and they usually give birth to one offspring at a time, although twins are born, are born occasionally. And, uh, in fact, because the gestation period is so long, the giraffe will not give birth to another baby for 16 months or more. So, you know, it's a big deal. So we'll see what happens. Well, hopefully, And, you know, of course, we want April to have a good birth, especially because, you know, they're promoting this so much. It's all over. I mean, can you imagine, God forbid, if something were to happen? I mean, which it can. I mean, you know, anything can happen. But hopefully nothing bad will happen. Speaking of which, you know, animals and kids and, well, Indian police are reviewing reports of missing children to try to identify a girl who was found in a forest living with a group of monkeys. The girl, believed to be 10 or 12 years old, was unable to speak, was wearing no clothes, and was emaciated when she was discovered in January and taken to a hospital in Balraik, a town in Uttar Pradesh State in northern India. Poor baby. She behaved like an animal running on her arms and legs and eating food off the floor with her mouth said the chief medical superintendent of the government-run hospital after treatment she did begin walking normally and eating with her hands Uh, they said she was still not able to speak but she understands whatever you tell her and even smiles some woodcutters apparently spotted the girl roaming with the monkeys and they alerted the police they said the girl was naked and was very comfortable in the company of the monkeys When they tried to rescue the girl, they were chased away by the monkeys. Isn't that interesting? She was rescued later by a police officer in the Catarnia Got Forest Range and what happened was he said when he called the girl, the monkeys attacked him but he was able to rescue her. He then sped away with her in his police car while the monkeys gave chase. Now, obviously, police are trying to determine how the girl got into the forest and who her parents are. Um, She will be sent to a home for juveniles until she's identified. So, we really hope that uh, they find her parents and you know see what the hell happened you know because anything can happen I mean and, and it's amazing you know you, uh, you know you you're familiar with the story about the jungle book you know redyard Kipling and um, you know that can happen that and it has this is this is not the only time a child was found living with wild animals and survived um, it's rare but it does happen and speaking of animals and again uh, you've heard of Pizza Rat well now we got Taco Squirrel (laughs) no I'm not kidding a squirrel spotted holding a taco shell in a tree in New York is now carrying on the legacy of other viral animals such as Pizza Rat a Twitter user shared a photo of the squirrel snacking on the taco shell and it was perched on a tree in Brooklyn now it's unclear how the hungry squirrel got hold of the taco uh, some suggested the squirrel and the famous Pizza Rat would make a good team I, you know, look, I, anything's possible now. New, new York, a lot of people don't understand this. There is a new habitat that has been forming in our world, okay? You have forests, you have deserts, you know, you have the, the ocean is the habitat, you have rainforests. Well, there is a new habitat that is making its presence known, especially now, and that habitat is cities. And you think I'm going nuts, but no, no, I'm not. In fact, BBC did an entire episode on cities for their new Planet Earth 2 documentary. And it was unbelievable the kind of animals that were making their lives in the cities. I mean, they showed monkeys in India living off of snack bags and drinks. I mean, there was this guy sitting in this episode. You know, there was this guy sitting and he was eating his snack. He was totally oblivious to this monkey running up to him and grabbing his sports drink and just jetting and they'll run in traffic. They'll do like parkour. These monkeys are unbelievable. Okay. You know, these animals have amazing acrobatic skill and they were just jumping from tree to tree or well, excuse me, building to building. And you know, you could see they had sores in it, but they didn't give a crap. They did it anyway. So now these, now we have animals where we are encroaching upon their native habitat. Now, I know some of you have mixed feelings about this. There are some of you who think we should just leave them alone and, and we should, you know, tear down some of our buildings. And I don't think you guys are thinking this through correctly, though, because we cannot just tear down buildings and grow trees and everything will be fine and dandy. We've got to learn how to live with the current situation. And there are actually places around the world that are already doing that. Unfortunately, I don't I don't have it with me, or else so I would show. I would tell you. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll during the break I'll look it up because, you know, sometimes I think of things spontaneously, and you know, obviously I don't have time for prepare. It's just me, all of and you know, speaking of uh, animals in the city, uh, you guys know that one of our favorite fan favorite episodes is the episode where I interviewed Sharknado director Anthony C. Ferrante, which he's doing very well for himself. Well. Apparently, there's a real Sharknado. This cyclone dumped a shark in a muddy puddle. Well, (laughs) apparently, Fire and Emergency Services shared pictures of a dead bull shark that washed up after flooding in Australia. Now, they were hoping to scare people out of wading into dangerous floodwaters. But one has to wonder, I mean, if the sharks are coming on land, where are we safe? Social media users are comparing the shark to sci-fi Sharknado film. And, you know, uh, obviously, they're forgetting land shark. You know the Saturday Night Live character Land Shark. Hello. Ah. Well. Anyway, Cyclone Debbie hit the tropical Queensland state on Tuesday, um, knocking out power to thousands as it slammed ashore with winds up to 160 miles an hour. So I hope people are okay. Uh, Thursday, Australian authorities told 40,000 people to evacuate the higher ground as the storm system generated by the cyclone swept down the coast with heavy rain. So we certainly hope our Australian fans are okay. You know, let us know. We know we have fans in Australia. And we hope you guys are doing okay down there. And speaking of other countries where we are apparently very popular, Sweden. There was a suspicious package found in Sweden that was actually a pile of stinky fish. Police in Sweden were relieved to find the suspicious package, which was in a busy railway station. Gothenburg police shared photos of the large shield pack sealed package, which was left unattended on a bench, at the city's central station, and made the stinky discovery upon opening it. Oh, God, I feel so terrible. Now, it turned out it was not a bomb, or not a regular bomb, anyway. It was a bomb of 22 pounds of frozen cod. (laughs) Oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love... Oh, these dudes just... Okay, so, see, I told you guys that nobody would call during this time of open lives. You know... You guys are just just cowards. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a break. When I get back, I'm going to play you some of these clips that I've got. And maybe if I have time, I'll play you um, an interview, okay? So, uh, but you still have time to call in and discuss any hind strangeness with me, even ask questions whatever. I'm still here. Air code 347-237-5187, just in case you don't know. And you don't have to know that number because all you have to do is click the you know, call in button on the show website. Alright, guys, I will be right back. This is Emmy on the Graveyard Shift. I'm just punching in.
0: Put your Put warp speed on, on hold, on a Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like, shitty awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll be right back.
2: This book really sucks. Well, hello there, avid reader. What? Uh, Hello? Who's there? Are you talking to me? Yes. Hello.
1: Yes, I'm talking to
2: you, Emmy. I'm your inner reading spirit. Inner reading spirit? <laughs> well, I guess anything's possible in marketing and promotions land.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's the spirit. Get it? Spirit? Yeah, sure. I get it. So, I uh, noticed you having a tough time finding something good oh, to read there. yeah.
2: I can't find a good book, really. Engages me as a reader, and uh, well, most of the books I've been reading aren't really that good. Stories are all the same, kind of like they come out of a factory. Actually, Emmy, you're not far from the truth. Nowadays, most publishing companies fall prey to the formula book trap. Instead of taking a chance with new, Hmm. talented authors, they play it safe and give their writers a formula to stick with, and make it so that most of the books look and feel the Hmm. same. Really? I guess that's true. I often have a hard time telling one author's book from another sometimes. Well, what if I told you I have the answer to your problem, Emmy? Well, I'd have to say you're falling without a parachute, mysterious No, no, not experience. falling.
1: Flying! Because that's what words are supposed to do. They're supposed to take flight in your mind. Words Take Flight Books has words discovered the real formula. Book. Words Take Flight
2: Books, a publishing company that covers writing and editing for everything from mainstream magazines and independent comic books to Fortune 500 companies and regional not-for-profit organizations, as well as working on a movie and book or two. Sounds like they've got a great selection. Oh, you're flying. Words take flight books. Changes writers and readers shared perception of themselves. Cool. You know, I always thought I would be a good writer, too. Maybe I could... uh... Nah. Hey, don't give up. Keep flying. Because on the publishing end, Words Take Flight Books is giving a voice to new and established authors just like you. Visit Words Take Flight Books. Yeah, I think I will. Thanks, inner reading spirit. I'm going to do just that and, uh, how do I visit them? www.wtfbooks.net Okay, so that's www.wtfbooks.net. That's www.wtfbooks.net. Cool. Wow, they do have a great selection of books. Awesome. Words take flight, books denying limitations,
1: define perception.
2: Wow, words take flight, books denying limitations, define perceptions. I get it.
0: Live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super-flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finish from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator. Because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host, Emmy.
1: Que you. All right
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, I love that show. Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are on our uh, final stand of the night today. Open lines night, but you know nobody uh, ever called. But uh, well, whatever. Um, so, as promised, I am going to play some clips. Like I said, nobody's calling, so you know, whatever. And uh, you know, I find that very funny. We got all these thousands of people online right now. I see you guys. I see. I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and not one of you. You would think probability, the percentage of probability, there would at least be at least five people holding right now, but not one person. And, you know, actually, actually, you know what? I shouldn't be surprised. You know why? Because I just remembered something. When we were doing our radio show, we were reaching more people. But, well, eh, no, actually, you know what? That's not true. We were reaching the same amount of people as we are now. But the difference is that we were at a radio station. And what I've noticed is people are more open to calling an actual radio station than they are, you know, Joe Schmo. (laughs) broadcasting out of you know whatever place abandoned flying saucer apparently according to my announcer and i don't know it's just funny that way but maybe that has something to do with it i don't know i don't know what this mystery of life is it's just so mysterious but anyway so i'm gonna play some clips now let me i'm trying to think here which one should i play for you guys first so some time ago this many years ago Art Bell was, uh, is I – mean, he's doing his own stuff right now. I think it's called uh, Midnight in the Desert or something like that. And um, anyway, he's still doing his thing where he is the paranormal talk show host. I'm, I cannot hold a candle to him. I know I say we're the greatest talk show that's ever been and all that stuff, but even I am not so stupid to say that I'm better than Art Bell. I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Anyway. I'm going to go ahead and play one of these clips of his. Now, this is a clip of a pilot that called in to his show as he was flying into Area 51. And it's actually rather, well, listen to it yourself and you tell me what you think.
1: Uh, Again, let me tell you, Art, answer the wild card line. My boyfriend is in a small plane north of Las Vegas, ready to fly into Area 51. He's been trying to call you by cell phone. And uh, here he is. Uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Is this Art Bell? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, My name, uh, I won't give you my last name. For okay, uh, the wait Wait a here. minute, sir. Hold on. The, the fax is signed by somebody named who? Jill. Jill, that is correct. So you are the one. That's my girlfriend. Uh, yes, sir. Where are you? Well, I'm up here from Fort Worth in my little airplane. It's a long C. I I built myself. It's a bird hand design. With the Ford Cunard, I'm not sure if you know the kind of experimental aircraft. No, you know, I'm not... that, ...but not anymore. No, tell me about it. What kind of airplane is it? Well, it's a long, easy. It's got 120 horsepower like homing in it, but we had it more stroked and fixed it up a little bit. It uh, usually flies around 140 to 160 indicated airspeed. I'm um, Right now, at 7,000 feet. You know where this place called Indian Springs is? Indian Springs, yes. Yeah. Well, I've been flying now for about 45, 49 minutes here, between Beatty, Is that what you call it? and engine spring. And I figured I'd just uh, go on up here and uh, try to get into this area fifty-one. I'm right south of this Nevada test site, or Dallas Air Force State. Listen, and I'm right outside this restricted zone. Listen to me. When you fly, I'm, when you fly into that zone, yeah. they are going to either force you down or shoot you down. Don't you know that? Well, you know, I've been in a lot of Air Force bases, and I've been in the Air Force for many years. I'm a ex-Air Force, but I'm just going to tell you that, you know, uh, as American citizens, we have the right to know what's up there in this Area 51. And I've been listening to you and talk about this. Hold on here. I'm making a turn. And I'm, uh, And I'm going to go on up there and see what's going on. And I just wanted to let you know about that before I do that, don't you know? How long... Um, how long do you estimate it's going to be before you, um, I think about 14, 12, 14 minutes. I crank this baby up a little bit here. Let's do that. Let's crank this thing on up. we got some pretty good mountains here off to my uh, west, don't you know? I'm turning up north right now, and I can see, uh, I can see the Air Force Base out there in the distance. It's, uh, got three runways. It looks like they're all lit up. And, uh, A-shaped, just like north-south. You've got a lot of desert up here, don't you, boy? A lot of desert, yes. A lot of desert. Now, you're liable to get yourself killed. I'm sorry, sir, you have to speak a so lot loud. I tricked this engine all the way up here. I don't know I, how said, I said you're liable to get yourself killed. Well, we'll get up there in a few minutes, yeah? We're just going to see what's going to happen because this is a. I've, I've got a, a red crosses painted on this baby and I got hospital on it, see? And maybe they're going to think that I'm on a, some kind of a bursting flight and I'm just off course. And I've got the radios cut off, so you can have radio failure, don't you know? And so uh, I'm going to hold this thing steady here about around 65, 68 hundred feet. Why are you doing this? Why are you I'm doing this? I'm the bottom of this. I'm a getting out uh, of my family has been American for years, and I want to get down in here and I want to find out what's happening. All right, then why? Why are you doing it at night? Because that's the best way to get in here. But oh, even right, if I'm you manage, even here. if you manage to overfly the area, what? Well, I'm ge- in the restricted zone. I just entered the restricted zone. I see a bunch of lights out there. It's like some kind of a search coming on. You're in the restricted zone now? I just crossed that restricted zone. I'm going to drop the thing down. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to get shot down. Hold on here now. I got my pressure suit on. I don't really need one of this kind of aircraft. It's not like a jet, but it is helps to. But I make some tight turns here, and I'm going to cut down here. Now, let's see what these boys are going to do. I don't see anybody coming up here in bed. I just see a bunch of lights. But, uh, I'm pretty far from that Area 54, and I take about another 8-9 minutes here. And, uh, it's hard to calculate it right now, trying to talk to you. I'm trailing an antenna out here about 30 feet so I can keep this phone conversation. If we get cut off, then, uh, but I'm going to go up here and see what's going on. They see there's bunch of fluid bowls, and there's all kind of things out here. And we're going to, I want to get this baby right down here about a thousand feet. And we're gonna see if there's any opposed or anything out here what's going on. Listen, I think you're making a mistake. Well, sir, I might be, you know, but uh you know our tax dollars pay for all this. And this boys they've been hiding everything under all this black project and all this uh great funding and all this kind of thing. So don't you think don't court, you don't. Man, Sir hold I'm it, concerned. hold it, hold it. Don't you think that we have a right to national security secrets? Uh, I think we have, not really, because you know they have these uh, J-11 and J-15 satellites up there. And the Russians, they know what we're doing. And the Chinese, they've got satellites down here. That they know what's going on. The only thing that don't know what's going on is the solid folk like me and you. And us common folks that are right to know because we're funded all this. How long have you been planning this? i got this thing down here by a thousand feet. I've been planning this thing now. I'm right on the deck. not right on the deck. I'm at a thousand feet. Boy, they got my popping up everywhere. I'm telling you, they got search There's about four of them on here. And I've been planning this out for, oh, anywhere from a month to six weeks. It took me a while to paint it the plane. Because I had to use that uh, Emron. The only thing that stick to this gel coat I got on this thing. This thing built out of cam bar or carbon fiber. I got it dressed 8G positive, 10G stick. It's overbuilt. I'll tell you what, I want to get down here and firm my, like, little that that's just, just dipped on by big dogs When I get down here, in a few minutes here, I'll tell you that. Because I'm not going to... Hey, looks like there's an F-16 coming up here. I wouldn't be surprised. You're making no, a mistake. i somebody down there. He's got some after on because I can see him. He's about five miles out. That old boy is cranking. Yes, sir. And I see something opening up here on the ground. It's uh, I'm pretty low now. I'm starting to pick up all kind of buildings down here. I see something here is level with the, with the ground. And this, they're opening this thing up there. It looks like something's coming up out of that. I can't tell you whether it is. It must be on some kind of a. Uh, uh, hold on here. I got, I got to make this turn. All right. I think this old boy's going to head up here for me. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you will gonna be up here right because he's in the F-16. Sure as hell. He's coming to hold on here. <laughs> I would advise you to turn your here. Please, we get to I would advise you to turn on your radio. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. We can do this now. Come on here. Hold on, this little boy's coming up here. Now he's got his lights. He's got his lights on and he's flashing me. Yeah, he's probably. And I'm at him. No radio, no radio, no radio. He don't know that. Well, if I were you, I'd on. folks are listening to our because everybody listens to our bell.
2: Well, well maybe
1: if, if, if you're, you're there, making that got to get the You're making a bad calculation because if they're not listening, you're going to be shot down. I don't know what he's going to do here. He's rocking his wings at me right now. This uh. He's rocking his wings and he's cutting in front of me. And you know this, uh, oh, don't cut in front of me now, because if he cuts that close, stay off. Stay off. He gets his uh, vortex from his engine. I'm cutting with the engine. We're gonna, just like twin tornadoes, if he gets too close, stay off, bro. Hold on there. I'm getting down on the deck. I'm going in. I'm getting down here. He ain't gonna get me. I'm bed-down veteran. He ain't gonna get me there. They didn't get me over there, they're not going to get me over here now. Looks like some kind of rail gun coming up out of that elevator, uh, that flat area over there that the doors opened up. It's got some kind of a a weird looking barrel on it with a light. And uh, oh hell, they're doing something, they're shooting at me now. Oh god. So maybe I'm going in. I think I'm going in. not sure what we just heard. All I can tell you is I got a fax that read, Art, answer the wild card line. My boyfriend is in a small plane north of Las Vegas and ready to fly into Area 51. He's been trying to call you by cell phone.
2: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. What a call, right? And what was that? What really happened? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, I don't think that Art ever heard from that gentleman again. Now, some of you might say, oh, come on, Emmy. That was too dramatic. You know, they shot at him. He's like, oh, you're going down, you know. Well, sure, there's ways that you can make sound effects. Even lifestyle effects, but you know what? Um, I don't know. I uh, why why would someone purposefully want to prank art in a serious manner without even revealing their name? Okay, so he didn't. This guy didn't even reveal his name, and. Normally when somebody pranks like that, at the end they go, oh, fool's you, or they say something to that effect. This guy didn't even do that. He just got cut off. I honestly don't know what that was. Maybe he really did find Area 51. And, And let me tell you about that for a second. Area 51 is a military base. If you are going to go and investigate a military base, and you have not got permission to do so, you in trouble, and you're going to get shot at. Or, at. or at the very least, arrested. Period. I've said this before, and I'm ending the show saying this again. Please do not go to any area that you want to investigate a Hans or anything like that without getting permission first you are courting danger and disaster in doing so. It's just that simple. Anyway, guys, that'll be it for the show tonight. Um, Sorry, I didn't get anybody call in. Oh, well. Next week we'll be back. Different topic. Same stuff we always talk about. And um, if you know of any place in Tampa that's haunted and is willing to let us do our little special episode if you are in an area that would like me to go and investigate contact me you know different ways to do so and uh, we'll see you guys next week same graveyard shift time same graveyard shift channel so this is Emmy and I want to thank you guys for listening to the graveyard shift talk show see you next week guys I'm punching out
0: you feel that universe that satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic awesome episode of The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash Shift and our Twitter feed, hashtag Emmyshiftshow. To stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, shifties, we're punching out.